When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, All right, how about hour number three on a Thursday? Hour number three, Chad and Zay, it always starts with a beat for you. Zay, what have you chosen for the people today? You all recognize this? I sort of recognize that voice when he counted it off. Is this a massive name? Is that vo- first voice I heard, like, big famous person? Yeah. Um, how old school are we talking? How far back are we going? 90s. Oh, man. It's hard to get much more classic than this guy when it comes to hip-hop. Was it? But it's not like all the way back to like a George Clinton, somebody like that. Oh, hell no. 90s. No, no. 90s. 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 Um, <laughs> God, who was that? Like, I, 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 somebody flashed in my head when he started counting. And it's the it, Tim Crack Commandments. And it, it just went away. Um, nah, I don't have it. Who Biggie Smalls. That was Biggie, okay. Yeah. Ah, that's a shame. That's a that's shame. It's the instrumental. Okay. Big jam, Smalls. though. Ten Crack Commandments, that's a jam. I did listen to the record, though. I did, I did get all the way through Ready to Die. Ready to Die? Is that what it's called? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Ready, Ready to, to die. die. That's a good album. Yeah. That's very, very good. Very good album. All right, a Biggie Smalls beat to get us started this hour. It is Thursday. There is a lot going on. Thanks to our man Chris B for letting us know a lot of different things, including that today is the anniversary of when Shawn Michaels turned on Marty Jannetty. Zay, you're definitely too young to remember that, but Shawn Michaels was a part of a tag team, and... He turned on his tag team partner live on television. So dope. Um, They had a segment called The Barbershop with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the window of the barbershop, and it broke our hearts, those of us that love the rockers. That was the name of the tag team. Right. They'd come out to the rock and roll music. They had the long hair and everything. Now, I went on to just love Shawn Michaels as a singles performer, and he he became one of the legends. Sweet Sham music doesn't get much better than that. But at that moment... I, and this would have been in what year was this? I don't have the year in front. This is early '90s or whatever. And this is when I had to sneak around to even watch wrestling. I couldn't even tell my family while I was sad. So this is the Shawn Michaels before he started headlining and stuff like that. Oh, before yeah. he came, this is how it guys. started. Yeah, this is when he became like he wasn't called the Heartbreak Kid until after this. They he he did this, and then they got Sensational Sherry to be the manager and turned him heel in a day. Could you just not? Like, get over how superstardom he was. Like, if you're Vince just looking at him, he's like, yeah, this guy's too big to be in a tag team at this point. I think that's what they realized. Yeah, they just, I guess they realized it was time to to try to make a move with him, and he thought he could what? be a singles guy, and, and it happened. One thing about wrestling, because you always hear stories. Like, I, I always hear about Stone Cold being at WCW and him wanting to be bigger 
but they didn't believe that he could. And right. that just drove him. And when he got to WWF slash WWE, and Vince was like, oh, yeah, you can become that here. And it just took off there. Yeah. But there's just some guys that, you know, they'll go to the commission or the owner and say, I want to be bigger. And it just depends on if they accept it or not. Yeah. But then sometimes, I mean, some of the ideas Vince had were weird. He didn't come up with Stone Cold. That wasn't his idea. Whose was it? It was, it came through Stone Cold. It was, they were going to call him the ringmaster, I think is what it was. And he didn't like it and he knew it was kind of bad, whatever. And the story is he's sitting, he's sitting having either tea or coffee. His wife at the time, wife or girlfriend, whatever, brings him the tea or coffee and says, drink that before it goes stone cold. And he stopped. And it was like, oh. And then, I know, I think then maybe she said it. She said, that's your name, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah, oh, that's dope. That's how it started. And then, That is fire. I love that. And then it went into the, the, the whole thing, and then they got into all the, the attitude stuff. Yo, when we get in the summer, when we have time, uh-huh. we need to go over where all the wrestlers are from because – the greatest wrestlers of all time have to be from Texas. There's Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Mark Henry, Stone Cold. Stone, that's like, a, come on. That's a, that's a good group. You're that's right. That's a great group. That is a great group. Yeah, just just those right there. Uh, that's get, all I could think of. I know there's Mo. No, you're absolutely right. Booker T. Booker T's from the H. That's right. Booker T's from Houston, yeah. All right. Uh, and I think the if Stu's listening right now, he'll double check me here. Terry Funk, the Funk family, are they Texas? They might be. Obviously, the Von Erics and everything yeah. up in Dallas. All right, uh, so there's a little bit of uh, pro wrestling history for you. <laughs> La- last night, there was also history at the Moody Center. Longhorns with their first big comeback uh, victory at the Moody Center. Conference comeback win over a ranked team. They really got it done against TCU. And Zay, that place... Has been perfect for a couple different, you know, a couple different games we've gotten to see the showcase game against Gonzaga, uh, the game against Creighton, but this was one where okay, it started, it had a feel of it where you're like, oh no, not again. I want you know fans in the first half. Somebody in fact texted us today that there was somebody just bitching in the first half behind him, couple rows behind him, griping at Terry, griping at Marcus Carr. What's wrong with you guys? Blah, blah, blah. Couldn't stop talking, right? And then it looked like, you know, is it going to head down that road? But they toughened up. They played better defense, and they started getting key stops. And then it just – it was reasonable. Get it to 13 at the half. That's all they really needed to do. That's when I knew it was going to be with, you know, striking distance. And then you said this earlier, but let's continue to give Coach Terry and that staff credit for the adjustments they made last night because the way they attacked it in the second half was very different. It ends up being effective, got better shots, and the confidence level of that team and that building went through the roof. Yeah, and this Texas team, they understand what's still at stake. Like, even though Coach Beard is gone now, that doesn't take away of what this team could really do. They could still be a special team that really makes some noise in March. And we've seen, Chad, these last two seasons in college basketball, the Big 12 will prepare you for March. Ask Kansas, who won it last year. Ask Baylor, who Mm -hmm. won it the year before. The Big 12, you know, sometimes we think, oh, man, will these teams, whoever wins it, will they be tired out when March comes? No, that's not the case. They're, in a way, relieved that they don't have to play another Big 12 team once they get there. So these games, they mean something. Barely being Oklahoma State, that's still a big win, even though you shot like crap. Coming into this game last night – Coming back from down 18, 
That's huge for your confidence. That's huge in the net rankings because TCU ranked 17th. They're a good squad. They came in on an 11-game winning streak, lost to Iowa State, then they lost to Texas, but they're still a really good team. So, yeah, I was very impressed with Coach Terry and this coaching staff making the second-half adjustments. We saw Serge Abari Rice, his defense on Mike Miles, even though Mike Miles had 16 points, his defense on Miles in the second half, just not letting them catch the ball, that took TCU out of their offense and made guys that don't necessarily, you know, take majority of the shots and put the ball in their hands where one of the best players in the nation, Mike Miles, is not in his hands. So that's great deed there. Then you don't, you don't allow the turnovers that hurt you in the first half hurt you in the second half. First half, you have eight mm-hmm. turnovers, and it was how those turnovers were coming. They were all leading to points on the other end for TCU, whether O'Banion stripping Marcus Carr going down on the other end, ball bouncing off Christian Bishop's legs. They go down on the other end, and Miller gets a layup or something like that. All that stopped in the second half, and I'm glad Jeff threw this stat out there. The Horns were two for 14 from three in the first half, two for two from three in the second. So just the mentality was different offensively. They were more aggressive. They were getting to the line where they shoot really well from the line, especially mm-hmm. Serge Abari Rice. Dylan DeSue was great going off the dribble, something that we haven't seen from him since he put on the Texas uniform. We need that from Dylan DeSue. Zach Urbanis, who the trainer for Dylan DeSue, one of my good friends, one of his brother was in my wedding, Aaron Urbanis. Both of those guys, Bowie alums, both of those guys played D1 basketball. Zach Great training program here in Austin called BTY. He trains all types of kids, high school, pro, uh, middle school, college. He's been training Dylan Zasu for a while. He told me a couple of years ago, hey, if Dylan gets right, he could be the best player on this team. But he has to get right. And we saw last night for the first time in a while, Dylan Zasu, he might have been the best player on the court at times if it wasn't for Timmy Allen and his mid-range game. So just staying consistent, you know, not allowing things like Kansas State to happen. If you guard, then you should be in every game, and then the offense will come. And they're so deep offensively, it allowed guys like Arterio Morris, you know, he might have an off game. That's okay. Uh, Tyrese Hunter, he might have an off game. That's okay. Brock Cunningham, he's been really good as of late. Might have been the uh, player of the game against Oklahoma State with those two threes he hit. He had, I think he had a donut last night. So, you know, just two points. So just things like that. Somebody steps up in every game. They're a deep ball club. They just have to stay the course, not look too far ahead, take care of a Texas Tech team that looks like trash right now. Don't look too far ahead from the Tyrese Hunter reunion in Ames next week on a really good Iowa State team that you got to play. And look what's in front of you. And Texas Tech is next. Take care of them. And, yeah, just keep on playing good, tough basketball. Couple of stats I think were good for Texas. They ended up with 42 in the paint, uh, which I think was good. 42 38, considering the way it started. That's not the way you thought it was going to finish. But also, you were just mentioning points off turnovers. That ended up even 11 11. I think that's big because it looked like it was going to be a landslide the other way, and they were able to get that under control. So that was uh, that was a big deal. We've had uh, listeners letting us know what the Moody Center was like last night. You could sense that the crowd understands a little more about when to get high, uh, when to get loud. Um, you can just feel, I mean, because the fans are in a better place. They are located better in the building. The building just has a better feel to it. The lighting is good. People are telling us the music levels, even that, the detail of like volume of music has been good. 
Feels like they're really nailing it over at the at the Moody Center. And last night was the first time where they needed the building and the people to help them come back, and it all came together. That was yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kansas, they win so many games just off the Allen Fieldhouse ruckus. Like, think about this game a few nights ago that they played against Oklahoma. No they doubt. were down by 10 with four minutes to go. You think those Kansas fans stopped cheering? You kidding me? <laughs> no. you, you might get kicked out to school if somebody catches you doing that at Allen Fieldhouse. That's how serious they take basketball there. So just how many wins that they've gotten over the years just based off their home court. Texas Tech. Same thing, and a lot of that goes to Coach Beard and the success he had and how good he was at bringing the fans you know, to the stands. But still, at old, what, Farmer's Market, Supermarket Arena that they got up there, I don't know what the hell it's called, but it'd be popping. It was United Spirit, but it is some yeah, kind of – Yeah, some type of market, you, I don't yeah, know, mom-and-pop store arena. I don't know what the hell it is. But either way, it'd be popping. I will admit that. It, get, it goes down up there, so – now with that here in the ATX, that's huge because games that you aren't supposed to win, like last night, you could get that extra push just from the fans. Yeah, it's it's that was big. That was big. The Piggly Wiggly Dome? No, <laughs> I can't remember what they. I can't remember what they call it. So, so I'm sorry. Uh, Tom Finger Arena? I Not think, even Tom Thumb. Tom Finger Arena. I think that's what it was. By the way, a couple of quick side things before we hit the break. Um, people are throwing in a couple other names. Dusty Rhodes. You're talking about Texas wrestlers. Dusty. Dusty right here. The son of a plumber from Austin, Texas. Make your back crack and live equipment. Your knees freeze. I'm so sorry. We forgot about Dusty Rhodes. Dustin's still living in the area. By the way, quick shout out to Dustin Rhodes. I heard the other day on the AEW broadcast that Dustin's mom just died. So we'll send out all the best to Dustin and the Rhodes family. Uh, One of the great wrestling families. And yes, from the great state of Texas, I think Zay's making a pretty good case that Texas may have produced the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. I don't know if anybody else has uh, has that competition. So we'll get uh, maybe into that. Also, Zay, we have to thank one of the listeners on Twitter. Did you see the pictures from the 03 All-Star game that they sent us? No. You need to check your Twitter right now. They sent us a picture reminding us that, I guess it was the national anthem, was performed by one Mariah Carey. And she is wearing a dress fashioned out of a Wizards 23 jersey. And this is about (laughs) as perfect as Mariah Carey has ever looked. The face, the jewelry, the body. Yes, the cleavage looks fantastic. Well done, Mariah Carey. How about that? Yeah, Mariah Carey, she fooled a lot of women during this era that thought this look was fly. No, y'all, she was just fly (laughs) rocking this look. That was her. This look ain't good. This is an interesting look here with the Michael Jordan jersey dress, but yeah, I'm with you, Chad. She is stunning. CB, I'm just going to retweet that and uh, send it out to everybody. Remember, I'm at chastings1049 on Twitter. Zay is at Ain't that underscore Zay if you want to give him a follow on Twitter. Earlier we were talking about the Michael Jordan era in Washington. It's getting its own documentary. So they're going to look back at the early 2000s there, 01 to 03, when he was with Washington. And I'd forgotten that Mariah Carey was uh, performing. No wonder we all love that All-Star game. My goodness, (laughs) she looked fantastic that day at the All-Star game or that night, whichever one it was. All right, uh, coming up, we'll tell you more of why today matters on 
on January 12th, one of my favorite birthday doubles. Uh, today, I'll give my favorite 88 some more love, even though we uh, talked about him in the crap bag today. Played you that great Drew Pearson sound. We'll get you that. Some other things to hit today as well. We get ready for NFL Wild Card Weekend. Cowboys injury report. Looking pretty good, Cowboys fans. And there's a big name, literally and figuratively, on the Bucks injury list. If he doesn't play... That game could change on uh, Monday night on a dime. We'll tell you who he is on the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All the money in the world couldn't even amount to a teaspoon of honey when it melt your mouth. That's right. The locks and Mariah's, you checking us out? You know the deal, a few mil every time she come out. With her blowing and us flowing. It ain't nothing else left to talk about but a whole lot of dough. And every coming to fair, we there. Keeping your hands in the air like we just don't care. Don't be a liar, would you change your attire? Get a farm like Hillshire. Rolling through a Thursday. Sounds like somebody got to collaborate with Mariah Carey yeah. back in the day. Now, that first voice sounded like Jay-Z to me. Is that, nope, not, am not, I off? Uh, you're off, yeah. Okay, so um, hang on. Who was it that... This is a. It's a group that had a big song with her. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh God. I feel like I should know this. Like yeah, I don't know. I'll just make you laugh. Bell Bib Devoe. I don't. Know. Oh. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Who is it? Wow, those brothers from Boston is <laughs> yes, who sir. you just said. That's no, right. it's not Bellbiv DeVoe. The Locks, Mace, Honey, Mariah Carey, Bad Boy Remix. Ah, The Locks? The Locks. Jay-Z. Or not, I'm sorry, see, you got me messing up. What? Jada Kiss, Styles P, Chic Loop. That's oh, The Locks. The Locks. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, with Mariah, and Mariah came up because she was singing the national anthem when Michael Jordan went back to the All-Star game in 03. They're going to make a documentary about Mike's time with Washington. That was in uh, Where We At in Society earlier. And one of our listeners, one of our, let's face it, godlike listeners, sent us a picture of Mariah in the dress they made out of a, well, they patterned after a Michael Washington jersey, and she was filling out that dress perfectly, and I'm sure sang the national anthem perfectly. Incredible. Incredible. Someone on Specs text line asked us, where does Mariah Carey rank on our hot scale? Uh, she up at the top for me. She's toward the top. Is that right? I want to say she's like Mount Rushmore. We really gonna have to go down the list for that one. But no, no, no. I wouldn't go that far. But on a night like that, on a day like that, I would argue Mariah Carey is as 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 high level a combination of hot and talented, yeah, as you could find. because oh, yeah. we all know what the singing talent is. Mariah Carey could look could have looked could have looked like a one and a half 
her whole career and still had one yeah, with yeah. that voice. And she does have that like Christina Aguilera tour where it don't matter what her weight is. I agree. Like her weight can fluctuate. It yeah. don't matter. I like Mariah with a little bit more meat on the bones to me. That's just me. Like anticipation of Mimi Mariah, 05. Yeah. Come on, man. Only thing I get concerned about with her is I feel like is the, you know just too much plastic surgery. I just yeah. worry about that's what I worry about with her. But uh, you're right. Uh, yeah, she's that weight's that weight's gone up and down. She's still Mariah. Uh, she's definitely uh, definitely impressive and certainly was back there in '03 for that game. She's definitely the best looking of Nick Cannon's baby mamas. <laughs> that's a list. That's a list. I haven't seen the full list, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll take, she, she's more talented. That's what yeah, sure. we know that. I'll take your word for that one. Uh, yeah, in terms of especially in terms of the talent, the the factoring the talent in. Yeah, it's Jack, like an NFL roster. <laughs> Jack, that's a lot. What's he got? Ten now? Uh, Ten or eleven? Uh, he got twelve kids, I think. Nick, but at least six or seven different baby mamas. Come on, Nick. My goodness. At least they get along. At least I hope they do. I would hope so. I would hope so. Man. All right. Just uh, he just. Does have an irresistible smile, doesn't he? He just—I he mean, he's looked the same for twenty years. So yeah. that's tough to beat. He's gonna look like that if he gets to eighty-five, you know, and yeah. he's sitting in the park looking like Nick Cannon. How many kids you got now, Nick? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight <laughs> children is what I have. All right, uh, let's get you. Uh, we had a lot of stuff today with football, basketball. Let's dig uh, dig further into this Cowboys Bucks game with why today matters. Plus, I'll give you a crazy little birthday fact on January twelfth. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Oh, and speaking of uh, good-looking women, one of my favorite, favorite hotties of all time does have a birthday today, so we'll throw her name out there, too. Before we do that, let me give uh, a shout-out to 88 again. Drew Pearson, 72 years old today. My 88 as a Cowboys fan. We'll throw out some positive Drew Pearson love uh, see if they can help the Cowboys on Monday night earlier we played Drew making the draft pick back in 2017 it was fantastic happy birthday to Drew uh, happy birthday to you basketball folks Dominique Wilkins has a birthday today man Neek. human highlight film Neek 63 years old you know the old school on Neek Georgia Georgia is correct but here's one I didn't know do you know where he was born it's a weird, unique one. It's from like overseas or something like that. Like, yep, his Jamaica da- or something. His dad was an Air Force guy, so he would have been, you know, uh, they would have traveled around a little bit. Born in Paris, Paris, wow. Paris, France, for Dominique uh. Wilkins. I never knew that one. Happy birthday to Dominique. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he was part of that first wave of love that I had for the NBA. I uh, loved watching those uh, those teams he was on back in the day. No, those Hawks teams were tough. The dunk contest, Doc Rivers, oh, the dunk Kevin contest Willis. with him and Michael. Kevin, yeah. yeah, Kevin Willis, Tree Rawlings in the early days yeah. of that the, the Atlanta runs. Yo, Dominique still thinks he got robbed in that Spud Webb winning dunk contest. He did. He got robbed. Yeah, yeah. he did. Everybody flipped out because it was like, whoa, the five seven guy can dunk. Right, 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 right. But it's called a dunk contest. Contest, like trick dunks, fancy dunks. I thought Michael got Dominique when they faced off, even in the one in Chicago. I know some people think Dominique won that one. I thought Michael got him, just barely. But Neek needed to win the one in Dallas. Spud Webb, it all came together, too, because Spud was a He's Dal- from Dallas. He's yeah. a Dallas guy, 
and he's the short guy who can dunk and all that stuff. I thought it was. I thought the judges lost their mind. I really do. The judges lost their mind I mean, because it was like, hey, look, the short guy can dunk. That's what I'm saying. We gotta understand. 1986, 1987, the 5'7 dude does a 360. That's like seeing a UFO back then. Yeah, right. And that's that's what it was. It flipped him out so much that not even Dominique Wilkins could take their attention. So he couldn't even be happy for his teammate. That's cold blooded. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He did get robbed. Uh, happy birthday to Dominique Wilkins. Also, one of my favorite uh, birthday doubles today. This is what keeps the world from just spinning off into space. Rush Limbaugh and Howard Stern have the same birthday, if y'all didn't know that. That's always been one of my favorite little balancing acts in, in the birthdays. Rush would have been 72 today. Of course, he passed away in 2021. Howard Stern, 69 years old today. So two guys kind of on the opposite spectrums of, uh, of certain things, in, uh, but both big radio talents. Same birthday, Rush and Howard Stern. There you go. Yeah, Howard Stern. I never thought I'd see biddies on radio stations, but Howard said, we're doing that. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Legend. Yeah. Breaking, uh, breaking boundaries all over the place. All right, uh, Zay, I thought, I'm glad I looked into this injury thing on the Bucks side. Earlier, Jeff Howe was in with us, and he was talking about Vita Vea. You made a great point that if Vita Vea is going to miss a wild card game, something's got to be capital W wrong. It's a calf injury, by the way. Yeah. So how bad does it have to be before they wouldn't wrap him up, tape him up, and get Vita Vea out there? Yeah, it has to be serious because I know there's a lot of tough men in this National Football League that we watch, but Vita Vea, he's as tough as it gets. And, yeah, what Jeff was saying, he clogs up so much of what you're trying to do on the offensive side, especially running in between the tackles. There was a point in time where teams weren't even running on the Buccaneers because they were afraid of what Vita Vea might muck up. So that will be huge if they don't have him on Monday. And, yeah, that should show Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, hey, maybe we can run the football on these guys and keep it out of Tom Brady's hands. Yeah, so keep an eye on that one. you got a lot of Bucks names you'll know that are listed as questionable, but you would assume they play because it's a wild card game. Mike Evans, illness, questionable. You would assume he plays. Uh, Robert Hainsey, the uh, center, is uh, has a hamstring, and he's listed as questionable, which brings me to the biggest thing I just read, and I'd forgotten about it, but Cowboys fans, keep this in mind for Monday night. Ryan Jensen, the Bucks center, he hurt himself literally second day of practice, but I see him here listed as IR, expected return, week 19. So I looked it up, Zay. Todd Bowles has been updating everybody on Ryan Jensen. He has been practicing the last two weeks to get ready for Monday night. They're putting him through some tests. They're saying they're going to see how he is at the end of the week. So not only could the Cowboys get Biotish back, the Bucks could get Jensen back for this game? Yeah, he's Pro Bowl center too. Wow. That would be huge. That would be a big part of Monday night, and it would make – the, it would lay extra importance on the fact that Hankins may play for the Cowboys. That's right. Just to go back and forth on lines of scrimmage, um, because we know how important that is in a football game, that could be big if Tom Brady has Ryan Jensen back at his disposal on Monday night. The pressure the Cowboys need to get on him becomes that much more critical because the one kind of pressure that we know drives Brady insane is the pressure in his face. Yeah. 
edge stuff he can generally deal with. He climbs the pocket about as well as anybody we've ever seen. He gives himself extra time. He can get thin in that pocket if he needs to. But, boy, when you bring it right in his face, that's when it gets him. So if Jensen's able to go, that's big. But also if Hainsey isn't able to go, we'll, you know how that could balance out. If Jensen isn't able to quite do it, but Hainsey's also out, now you're down to now you're going to like a third string guy. Yikes! That the Bucks might have to use, and uh, and and I believe that guy, whoever it would be, has also been banged up during the year. So just something to keep in mind. But I'd forgotten that Ryan Jensen could even come back, Zay, this year. So the fact that he's been practicing for a couple weeks, I'll be honest, I'd not heard that. I hadn't heard it really reported in NFL circles. Because the Bucks had just been kind of a clunky trying to win the di- once they won the division, everybody forgot about them in that last week. So something to keep in mind: Ryan Jensen might be the center for the Bucks on Monday. Yeah, whether Jensen plays or not, I do think the Dallas Cowboys can get pressure on Tom Brady to make him have some inaccurate passes. You look at the Cowboys roster, they got four guys that have had over six sacks this season. Demarcus Lawrence and Dante Fowler, they both have six. Dorrance Armstrong has eight, and Michael Parsons leads the team with 13.5. So we know that the Cowboys, they can get pressure on a lot of teams. It's just Tom Brady, one thing that's made him so famous and so good, he gets the ball out of his hands so quick. Oh, yeah, so fast. If you try to blitz him, the ball's already out of his hands, which, you know, the more you blitz, the more liable that you are uh, from your defensive standpoint in the backfield once it gets in guys' hands like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. So, you know, you got to get to Brady, but it's easier said than done. And again, if he gets that ball out of his hands fast, then hey, the t- Cowboys better be ready to tackle from linebackers and beyond. Yeah, there's no doubt. That ball's coming out, and those balls, it's still accuracy. If you've watched Brady these last couple of years, you are not ripping on. At times, it can get a little ugly and weird, I know, but then he'll, then he'll let one go, and you think, oh, good Lord, there it is. There's that throw. There's that throw that he can still make at age 45. Can the Cowboys throw him off of his off of balance enough? Uh, so we'll keep our eyes on the injury report. Looks good on the Cowboys side. All those guys you'd want to play, Cowboys fans. It looks like they are angling towards playing. Obviously, final stuff will come in over the weekend, Sunday into Monday, as we get ready for that one Monday night. Good news for Cowboys and Bucks that they will get an extra day's rest, extra two days rest off of a Saturday game uh, to get ready for that Monday nighter all right uh, there's january 12th and why it matters to us up next stems and seeds before we get out of here get you set up for the evening got a couple of notes for you um from around football got a basketball headline for you and a big time pitcher is available in baseball just a little bit of baggage this is the horn All right, wrapping it up on a Thursday. I think I've got this one. Eminem? That's right. Do you know what group Eminem was in where they released two albums? This is tough. You really got to be a hip-hop slash Eminem fan to know this. There's two things in my head right now. 
that have, I hear, that I've heard Eminem mention. Now I gotta see, see if I get it right. D12. That's right. Yes. There it is. There okay, it is. Chad. Come on. Can I cut in line at the barbecue? <laughs> Can I get a piece of chicken, please? <laughs> oh man. Uh, that is legit. I'm impressed. Is there anybody else of note in D12? Like, is there anybody um, else we would we would know? Not really. Maybe Proof, his friend that passed away. Okay. Yeah. Now, the other thing that was in my head was G-Unit. Wasn't he a part of something? Is that Eminem? No, that's, that's 50. 50 Cent was yeah. G-Unit. Yeah, 50 Cent was G-Unit. Okay. G-Unit was way more popular than D12. Gotcha. So, okay, that was a group that... 50 Cent was a part of. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Did the two of them ever work together? What, 50 Cent and them? They did, right? Yeah, they're real tight. They've done M's the one that brought 50 in. Right. Introducing them to Dre and stuff. Yeah. Oh, look at him paying it forward. Right? How about that? Yeah, M is huge in hip-hop. Not just rapping, but for bringing 50 in, yeah. Have you seen his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speech yet? I still haven't seen it. You need to go look it up. Just find that thing on YouTube. You'll flip out when he reads that list. He reads a list alphabetically of the rap and hip hop artists that have inspired him and that he thinks are, you know, Hall of Fame worthy. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. He just goes Yo, on and on and you on. You want to know how tight 50 and Eminem are? Hmm. 50 Cent, we know he has his whole power series on stars where they have spinoffs of yeah. how there's like three of them. It's a good show. I love it. Successful, too. Very successful. It's I on think a he's, good role. It's like he's keeping stars alive for how much he's doing there. But well done. 50 wants to make an eight mile TV series. Okay. And bring Eminem, clearly, as a producer, because. Uh. M is huge in eight mile, but yeah, they want to do an eight mile TV series. I don't know how that would work. Obviously, there'll be a lot of rap battling going on, but sounds dope. M M and M will be like producer and consultant, yeah, for that one to make sure it's all right. There you go. We we casting like a young a young Papa Doc. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> a young Papa Doc. Are we going with a prequel? Are we gonna do like a Godfather Two yeah, vibe? No, nobody's trying to see Papa Doc growing up at private school. <laughs> And then trying to be hood and trying to be uh, hard. Let's tell the story of Rabbit's dad. Can we do that? Rabbit's dad and the young man and, and how it all just led to that. All right. Uh, so, a little, uh, little Eminem finishing uh, the show off today musically. Uh, earlier, we had the, uh, what was it, the locks? The locks with Mariah? Yeah, the locks. Uh, Stacy Q, Bang Tango, Soul Asylum, Kiss. And a Biggie Smalls beat to start this hour, and I feel like an idiot. I didn't know that was Biggie Smalls, counting it off at the beginning. Of course it was Biggie Smalls. Who else sounds like that? It's only Biggie. Come on, Chad. Come on, white boy. All right, uh, let's go stems and seeds here. We got a lot of things out there. Let's start with an available uh, pitcher in baseball. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Hey, baseball teams, Trevor Bauer's available. The Dodgers released him. Actually, they know he's available because none of them wanted to trade with the Dodgers. They still owe him $22.5 million. They're going to save a little bit by releasing him. Uh, but, you know, he had the controversy facing the sexual assault allegations. But ultimately, uh, the... You know, they, they gave him a suspension, but ultimately he was found innocent. He appealed, um, and then uh, they said he was going to be reinstated, but they have not been able to find a team that wants him. Trevor Bauer, 32 years old right now. 
if you need him. Yeah, he's coming with luggage. Oh, man. Yeah, a little bit of baggage there. Not only that story, but remember, he's the guy that makes the girls sign like a document when he dates them. Oh, my God. Saying, here's how it's going to be. It's not going to be serious. I can do whatever I want. You can't. All that stuff. He was doing that way back. Ah. Trevor's a different brand of vodka, man. They, they've got to realize that. And apparently no team has said yes yet. But he'll be a free agent now, plus they've got to pay him all that money. Um, also, Zay, history in the NBA is coming for LeBron James. Not just passing Kareem on the scoring list, but he's about to tie Kareem because he's still the head vote-getter for the All-Star game, which means he's pretty much a shoe-in to be an All-Star again for the 19th time, and that would tie Kareem for the all-time record. Yeah, and they're not just putting them in just because he has the streak going. He's still earning this All-Star spot, averaging around 28, 7, and 7. Like, he's still an elite level, an elite player, and yeah, if the Lakers can make some noise, they're not too far out of the playoff race right now, it's depending on what Anthony Davis does and how quickly he could get back and how good he looks, healthy, Lakers can still make some noise toward the end of the season. Yeah, they're thinking it could be him and Durant again for the, the captain situation. By the way, I forgot to peek in, I was watching the Longhorns last night, I forgot to peek in on that, was it Lakers-Mavs last night? or did No, I have that's that night. That's tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I didn't miss it. <laughs> That's excellent. Lakers, Mavs. I'm assuming a little TNT late. Yes, nine o'clock TNT. Luca at LeBron. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Christmas Day was the last time they played, and the Mavs had a nice comeback win there. And the Mavs, they just got to find some consistency themselves. They rely so much on Luca. Guys could get cold just from standing around watching Luca work. Yeah, do they have for you? Do they have, uh, have you want, however you want to say it, a Robin, a, a you know, right hand man? Do they have anybody that really gives them a chance to make a run? Not for what the Mavs really want, and that's a championship. No, I mean Jalen Brunson, he was the closest, and he's not even that. You know, he's right. having a solid year in New York and all, but they thought that Spencer Didwitty would just come in and take Jalen Brunson's place. That's been a little tougher than they thought. And plus, Christian Wood, he's still getting acclimated. He's starting to look a lot better. But, nah, at the end of the day, they don't have that number two that's going to put him over the hump. Yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for that. February 19th, by the way, is the All-Star game. But, yes, tonight, Mavs at the Lakers is your 9 o'clock TNT. The early game, um, my bad, there is no early game. No, there it is. Celtics Nets. How about that? Boston at Brooklyn to start off the night at 6.30. So a good doubleheader on TNT. Maybe we'll hit that a little bit tomorrow. 105, Brandon Lang to talk about the NFL games and what would he do with that Cowboys minus two and a half? Tom Brady, a home dog? Mm. What's Brandon Lane going to do with that action tomorrow at 105? We'll see. And then at 205, we'll try to catch up with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. Big Cowboys fan himself. Is he picking the Cowboys to beat the Bucks? We'll find out tomorrow at 205. Up next, Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. 7 o'clock, it's the Longhorn Blitz podcast with the crew from Horns247.com. Keep it right here and have a good one. See